Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Toast. This is your girl, Chanel, and this evening, I am doing part two of my journey into my new beginnings. Um, tonight's episode is going to be based on communication, and it was one of the key things that I struggled with in my relationship. I hope that you have your champagne or your water, your juice, whatever it is that you love to drink, because tonight is going to be story time and some teachable things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Again, this is your girl Chanel, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. Again, the topic is in regards to communication, and I can't be more excited still to share my journey with you in regards to where I started from to where I am now. Um, I've always been really big about communication. That's always been one of those things that I grew up seeing um, the level of importance. My mom always taught me that communication was pivotal in any relationship, whether it was between she and I, any relationship that I was in of personal kind with my friends, other family members, things of that nature. So into my adulthood, communication was one of those things that was super key. The part that I failed to understand, comprehend, completely taught was that everyone doesn't have that skill. And the older that I got and got involved in different friendships, relationships, things of that nature, I did notice that there was one single key element that communication is not about talking at each other. It is about the fundamental basis of one party speaking, the other party listening. The party that is speaking, conveying what they are feeling in an assertive way that it not only respects the other person, but it also respects their point of view and explaining what they are feeling or trying to convey in a way that the other person will understand. And the listening part from the other party comes in with not interjecting wholeheartedly taking in what they are saying and doing their best to grab hold of what is being explained and when the time is right to then either have a synopsis of what has been said so that they can have clarity and ensure that they are following um, in the same direction as the person that has explained and then address the issue at hand. To be quite honest with you, my soon-to-be ex-husband and I failed at that miserably because by the time I got upset, baby, I didn't want to hear nothing. Do you hear me? If it was anything that was ever being addressed that had been addressed previously, but I felt like it was coming in a very condescending or childish-like manner, oh, baby, I would shut up and shut down. I'd just shut you all the way out. And not because I was trying to be spiteful or be hurtful, but more so I had gotten to a place of where I've been communicating with you aggressively, passively, and assertively, and nothing seems to be working. 
But when you want to converse with me or you want to communicate with me about something it is that you're feeling, now it's supposed to be in all seriousness. Now I'm supposed to sit, listen, understand, address it, and let's figure out how to resolve an issue. But what I'm feeling is like, okay, well, I'm grown. I'm going to do what I want. And so ultimately, I ended up matching energy. And that was the big thing for me. Like, hey, you're not hearing me. You're not changing behaviors. Guess what? Okay, that's fine. I'm matching energy. You feel me? Like it was, it, it ended up being one of those type of tumultuous situations that clearly proved to hurt us more than help us. We couldn't have great, com- we not that we couldn't we didn't have the necessary tools to navigate and find our way through even if we had a flashlight baby we couldn't find our way through okay and it was detrimental to our relationship it was detrimental uh to us individually now prior to doing this particular podcast i really sat down and thought about my communication skills over the years have they always been the greatest i am in a place where i'm definitely about still checking myself because i'm human i'm not going to get everything right and i want to make sure that when i move forward with my life is my communication skills the greatest or is there some things that i still need to learn And being that I am human, I know that there are some things that I still need to learn. And so, again, I look back over my communication. I feel like there are some things that I could have done better, to be honest with you. However, I know that I did my best with the tools and the things that I was working with and the way in which he communicated and intake the information and process the information. There were a lot of times that I realized what I was saying to him fell on deaf ears by his actions. And I was like, okay, maybe I communicated that passively where it seemed like, oh, well, it's okay if you don't, but this is what I really wanted to do. And when it didn't get done, I then communicated aggressively in the sense of like, how dare you? Why would you not understand what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't good. And then I found myself in some respects saying, hey, look, this is what it is. I respect what you're saying. I really do. I I get that this is what you're used to doing. However, because we are working at this thing together, this is what I need from you. To be honest with you, I can't say 100% of anything really worked. I can't say that it came, it was effective in any way. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think it was necessarily because And the assertiveness that I didn't communicate correctly. And I'm not going to say again that I was 100%. But I also believe that because men and women are wired so differently in regards to communication, 
men are more logical, women are more emotional. We tend to allow our emotions to dictate how we communicate. And for men, if what we're communicating in our emotions doesn't come across as logical or able to be understood or explained in a way where it's clarity, they tend to overlook it. Now, that's not all men and that's not all women. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that I and my experiences have realized that because men are so logical and to some degree and men aren't always connected with their emotions or their vulnerability or, you know, a little bit of their feminine energy, it doesn't always come across as it being legit feelings. It may come across as we're being whiny or bratty or we're always complaining or whatever the case may be, depending on the situation. And when I look back over my relationship, um, I was more hardcore, to be 100% honest with you. I, I was like, I want what I want. And the thing is, is that I couldn't get what I wanted because that's not who he was. He couldn't provide me with something that he was never put in a position to have to do. And he couldn't provide me with something that he, I won't say didn't have the structure for, but maybe more so he never learned those tools in other relationships. Um, And it's no shade to his parents at all because his parents are phenomenal. Like, I absolutely adore them 100%. His mom, that's my girl. I love her to the day I die. His dad is a phenomenal king of his house. And I would never say anything against his parents because, you know, all parents do the best that they can with what they have and what they know. Um, But I, as an adult, once I turned 18, my life experience is kind of you know, molded me and shaped me in a different way than what my parents did. And so it was life lessons that I took with me that carried into different relationships and the whole nine yards. And and I'm a big, especially now, advocate for not getting into relationships before you're healed and taking that time for yourself to really comb through your traumas and the things that are triggers for you and things that you are seemingly having a hard time working through because I know we look at our partner and we have expectations of how they're supposed to talk to us and treat us and all of these different things. And we stay in relationships hoping that we're going to get them. And when we don't, we want to blame the other person 100% for all the things that they didn't do. When you yourself have to take 50% of that because you chose to stay in a relationship where you weren't getting what it was that you need. And guess what? I own my 50%. I was, I stayed out of the love that I have for him and the love that I have for the potential in him. And at the end of the day, literally love isn't always enough. Relationships are work. It takes both parties to come together to make it work. And I can't say that in this instance, after several years of 
the same thing happening over and over again, just not in communication, but um, other issues that arose with inappropriate conversations with the opposite sex and, you know, just things that, excuse me, I felt were degrading to a relationship. Um, I really had gotten to a point where I just mentally checked out. It was really just about me making the decision to walk away. Um, and no matter how much I communicated what I felt or what it was, it just seemed that it, what I was saying was falling on deaf ears. Um, and the biggest thing about communication again is the person that is doing the talking to be able to convey a clear message to the person that is listening. At its core, communication is one of the very fundamental bases of a relationship, being able to um, talk about all of the things, whether it's easy or hard. Communication is not small talk. It is getting to the nitty gritty of any issues that need to be addressed. It is sitting in a space where there is no distractions and you and your partner are 100% involved in this conversation It is being clear about what it is that you're wanting to talk about. It is being concise. It is providing um, compelling requests and not just some superficial nonsense that you just want because you saw somebody else in their relationship have it and you thought it would work for you or it just seemed like the greatest thing. If you're the person that's doing the listening, listening, Be curious as to why the person feel what they feel. Be curious as to what sparked that feeling. How did we get to this place? Ask those questions and also be compassionate. Because sometimes we think that we know our partner, but everybody has hidden secrets. It's things that are too painful to talk about or things that are too traumatizing or too much of a trigger and it's too painful to go through the healing process to get rid of it and they may have never shared it with you so always lead in love lead in compassion about what it is that is taking place um or the issue that is being addressed at hand when you know you're in communication a lot of times i realize especially um in the African-American community, we as women don't have a lot of those tough conversations. Um, One, because the idea is that the rarity of great black men is, is so high that the first sign that we see one, we either want to jump on it Or because we've been in so many bad relationships that we don't know how to handle a good one or even recognize the signs of a good one. And then we can end up destroying that person and vice versa. This isn't just about, you know, bashing women or bashing men. This is literally, you know, talking our way through this. And I hope that what I'm saying to you, I am conveying and expressing in a way in which you as the audience understand because I'm talking about communication, but I also need to make sure that the message I am conveying 
to you is clear and concise. Now, again, I I can do all the research that I want to do in regards to communication and, you know, um, really put my own twist on it or what have you. But for damn sure, I can go based off of my experiences. I can and, and share those with you. And this marriage that I'm coming out of, again, is my second marriage. And if I didn't mention it in the previous episode, this is my second marriage. Um, and I know people are like, well, Chanel, you know, this is your second marriage. Are you sure it's not you and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I will say this. <clears throat> when I got married the first time, I did not communicate with my husband in regards to the things that I really wanted out of the marriage. We did not have the financial talk. We did not have the spiritual talk. We didn't have the talk about what the future looked like for both of us. We were very young, 21 Most 21-year-olds still have no clue as to who they are individually. Yet, here we were trying to get married. Yep, I can't tell you what I was doing. He was my high school sweetheart, and we just knew that we knew each other. Everything was going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't. (laughs) It was a plum disaster. Oh, this individual brought out all of the worst characteristics about me. And I stand on that 10 toes down. Genuinely who I am, I am loving, I'm compassionate, I'm driven, I'm tenacious, I'm headstrong. I can be stubborn, I won't lie. My birthday is May 9th, I'm a Tars, so I'm a bull, I'm stubborn. Um, But I love people and I love love. And the fact of the matter is, is that I went into it head first, thinking that I had all of the answers, thinking that I knew what I was doing, what it took to be a wife, what it took to be a mom. But at the end of the day, individually, I wasn't being fulfilled because there was still growth that needed to happen on both ends. There were things that he saw growing up having two older parents, much older parents. Um, His parents at the time were the same age as my grandparents. And, um, There were things that I had saw, you know, growing up that I was absolutely like, hell no, oh, not in my lifetime. But I tried, I stayed, I communicated the way that I thought my communication was effective. And yet again, I realized that when I look back, I did a lot of that passive communication where it was like, I want this, but if you can't provide this, that's okay. We'll, we'll get through it. And I really honestly was lying to myself. I was lying to myself. I knew I shouldn't have married him at 21, but I did it any damn way, like a big damn dummy. And I also realized that he was an individual that I had attracted to myself based on the vibes that I was putting out there. If y'all don't believe in exchange of energy and vibes and you attract what you put out, baby, I'm here to tell you, yes, you do. What you put out there is what you will receive. So if you're always angry, you always talking about men ain't shit or women ain't shit and like all the negative energy, that's the type of people you're going to keep attracting. And so this time around, I'm like, oh no, baby, I won't be attracting any of that. I am going into this with clear and concise and knowing what it is that I want. I'm not even talking about what I don't want. 
either you meet what I want or there is no way past the gate. But right now I'm in a healing process. Right now I'm, I'm, you know, going through this journey and there are some stories or some situations that I recap in regards to our communication. And it's a bit of a sore spot for me because I really at one point did want the marriage with that I'm currently getting out of to work. And when I realized we were just too, too different, too opposite, you know, I I felt like I was in book D and he was still in book A. You know, we weren't even on the same playing field. We weren't even eating the same fruit. Lord have mercy, we wasn't even in the same basket with the fruit. Like Jesus, it was just, whoo. And that's not saying that all of the relationship was bad because we did really have some great moments. We did have some moments where we just had fun and we just laughed until our stomachs hurt. And and I mean, real tears coming out of our eyes from laughing. But what that made me realize is that we were great as friends, but we suck in a relationship. And I don't say he sucks or I suck, we, because... Th- we both came into this relationship in an unhealed space. And though we thought that we were ready, we weren't. Like, to be 100% candid, we weren't. And, you know, for me, that's fine. Like, I own my shit. I said in the last podcast, I sat in my shit. I'm, look, okay, baby, I will still own all of my shit for y'all to understand that Um, it is important for you to know what you are getting yourself into before you walk into the next relationship. You don't have to over evaluate everything. Oh my God, that's a red flag. Oh my God, that's a red flag. Oh my God, that's a red flag. But the big things to you, if y'all aren't equally yoked, if it's a struggle to do certain things in this relationship, communication being the top of them how can you survive if you cannot communicate with each other how can you survive if you don't even feel comfortable with telling your partner what it is that you're feeling how can you survive if you don't even know or how to be able to find the right words to even say this is what I'm feeling And your partner not coming back at you sounding like you're whining or you're always complaining or you're bitching or you just keep bothering him or you're antagonizing him or just whatever the situation may be. Both of you are supposed to provide and cultivate a space where you can grow and thrive and be and and be one with each other. Marriage is such a beautiful covenant between two people that are looking to grow and not stay stagnant, looking to be and share and 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 dream together and taking those dreams and putting some clothes on them called goals and moving forward in all of those different spaces. And the funny thing is, is when I think about like the life that we're in right now, we're in like this popcorn microwavable life we just got to have it like right now right now right now we look at these relationships that are taking place on social media and we want that but we don't know what that is we got a glimpse of the wedding day we got a glimpse of the vacation we caught a moment in time 
but we don't know the full story. We don't know the full situation. So don't go and be like, oh my God, I want that happily ever after. Find your happily ever after. Meditate, pray, manifest what your happily ever after is. Allow God and the universe or whomever it is that you worship to bring that to you, period. And in that process, don't be afraid to have those tough conversations. Don't be afraid to stand up and speak up for yourself. Don't be afraid to put your foot down while respecting the other's point of view. Don't be afraid to say what it is and say what you feel and demand what it is that you want in a respectable and loving way. Don't be in a rush to get married because literally I hear so many women say, yeah, marriage is just a piece of paper. Then you don't need to be married because marriage is more than just a piece of paper. Marriage is still dating. It's still dressing up for your partner so that, you know, when they see you is like, oh my God, damn, you look good. Damn, he smelled nice. You know, all those things that wooed you and got you there. It's the, you know, the gifts that is just because it's Friday or just because I was thinking about you. It's the preparation of uh, still, again, still dating. Let's get dressed up. Let's go out. Let's have a date night. Or let's sit in a house. Let's watch movies. Let's hold each other and be in each other's arms. It's about providing the space for each other to have a self-care day without thinking that person is out there cheating and, and doing some dirt or whatever the case may be. If you're walking into a new relationship, automatically assuming that this person is going to do this to you, you're not healed and you need to heal and you need to communicate with that person and let them know that this is the space that you're in. And so you don't want to move too fast. You want to make sure that you're taking your time and you're doing things in that your actions match with your words and his actions match with his words and the whole nine yards. I don't know how many ways that I can say communication is just so freaking key. It's so key. And here's the story for y'all because I did say a little bit about story time too in this situation. So um, I'm going to call him P because it's so difficult to keep saying soon to be ex-husband or husband or whatever the case may be. So I'm gonna just call him P. Um, so P and I struggled horribly financially. Um, that was one of our biggest battles. Um, and we had a few of them, but, um, communication about finances and just finances period was one of them. And so one day I was, watching a reel on Instagram and I had gotten an idea. I was like, oh, maybe this, you know, financial way will help us to budget and, you know, things of that nature. And so um, I had went out and purchased these colorful envelopes and um, on the envelopes, it had slots for you to be able to write down how much you deposited the date and, you know, if it was a deposit or withdrawal out of the envelope. And so we um, communicated about what colors would go with what bills. Great. It was a great start. Um, And that's where it started and stopped. And while I was using the envelopes, he was not. And while 
I was diligent to try to get our budget locked down and squared away. He struggled. And in communicating these things to him, it was almost like it went through one ear and out the other. And so one day I asked him, I said, hey, have you been using the envelopes? Like, you know, bills are coming up and you're saying like, hey, you don't have the money or, you know, something came up. But the problem was he didn't communicate that there was money, extra money that was coming out of things that he had to spend it on or there were other responsibilities that he had to take care of. And so because of that, when things with other things that would need to be paid was coming due, the money wasn't there. And for me, that was two issues. It was a lack of communication And now our finances or the budget that we're trying to create yet again is blown. And this is one of the most recent situations because after nine years, how many ways can you try to create this budget with another human being? And it just seems to keep falling on just empty air. Like how many ways can you, can you do that? Um, Not only was it, one of the most frustrating and the most taxing situations. But it was like, how are we continuously in this space and you just not, it just doesn't seem to register to you that we can't continue to go down this particular path because you are failing to just open your mouth and say, hey, I have a, B, C, and D bills that I have to take care of outside of the things that we're taking care of in the house. Okay, cool. Let me put that in the budget so that I know this out of this check, you know, these are the things that maybe I need to put up a little bit of extra for. Or out of this check, I don't have to put up extra, but the extra that I would have put up, let me set to a side because I know at the top of next month out of that check, he's going to need that extra. And so that will provide me with a way of having some cushion. And because I did do that, it did help. But I also had to sacrifice some things that I wanted and some things that I needed to do in order to make sure that that cushion was there. And not saying that I was unwilling to sacrifice, because clearly I was, but it would have just made some things easier if I had known ahead of time. So that way I could have cushioned differently and not just had to abruptly cushion. Um, Being a business owner times three, there are times where I don't want to use my business money on something for the business. I want to like hold on to that business money and maybe just say, you know what, I'll purchase it out of my own money. And once I get to the place where I want to be, I can then pay myself back and either like my paycheck from the business or what what have you. And I wasn't always in that position. And it was more than taxing, more than frustrating, more than just like consistently being overwhelmed. And I was always underwhelmed with the amount of communication that I was receiving from this individual. 
And I know some people are listening and probably like, if that's y'all biggest issue, that ain't much. But you have to think that when I'm coming from a household that has communicated everything, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, yes, no, maybe so, to now be in another marriage where communication is piss poor and I am also finding myself having passive communication just to appease the other person so that they can have some level of comfort. Like, y'all, do y'all hear what I'm saying? Like, seriously. That shit was just, whoo, just unadulteratedly stupid. Like, it just was so much. Like, I'm even overwhelmed. <laughs> I am overwhelmed with recapping and talking to you about all of that because then I'm like, girl, what in the hell was you doing? Like, why did you stay in this situation so long? But again, it was living in that place of hope. It was that glimmer, that glimmer of light. It was just that undying love for the person that I know he can be once he is ready to get to that space but I had to remember he had to be ready to get to that space and you know a piece of me wanted it right here right now so that we could grow and blossom and be these phenomenal business owners together and travel the world and all of these different things because our friendship is so freaking bomb as like as far as the connection like how we laugh how we joke how we can bounce ideas off of each other how you know his gift and my gift when we bring it together is just like freaking phenomenal but when you talking about bringing children and finances and living together and different ways of cleaning and all these different like things together to that make up a relationship baby bye Woo child. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell y'all how sometimes it was just so much and too much for one person to take on this task and still navigate their own growth plus the growth of the children and taking on a household. It was a lot. And I'm pretty sure he had a lot on his plate from having to deal with the mothers of his children, plus me, plus my kids, plus working, plus household. And so it's a lot. And when you don't have the tools to be able to communicate and convey that, or you don't as a man want to feel soft or like a punk or, you know, as some women emasculate men and be like, yo, you a bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it really just kind of um, weighs heavy on them. And though I wasn't trying to burden him with that, I just wanted him to see that our relationship could be so much stronger if we could, if we could get over the first hurdle of communication, we would be headed in the right direction because then we could communicate about the finances. Everything else would have to follow. Like I wasn't in a rush for us to be great communicators. It was the consistency of communicating that would make us great, right? I wasn't in a rush for us to be 
millionaires. It was the self-control and learning how to get into that budget alongside of getting into the consistency of communicating that would allow and all of those things when you can get the self-control the uh consistency and have the fortitude to stay committed to what it is that needs to be worked on everything else falls into place but when you can't commit to working on the communication when you can't find the consistency and you don't have the self-control or even any level of control for self to get to that space everything else falls by the wayside you got to be able to communicate about your finances because that's the big thing that's how you live that's how you provide for your family all of those great things um if if you can't get to the communication skill and the art of how can you communicate about are we gonna go to church today or we're not what is the spiritual connection do are you more religious or are you more spiritual what religion are you blah 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 like there was just so many spaces that we were unequally yoked in you know um and because this is my second marriage and i came into this already having been a mom left baltimore came to nashville picked up the pieces of a life that was garbage there as far as that marriage um goes I already came in with a lot of expectations but as I mentioned before some of the expectations were unspoken I expected him to know how to do certain things not only because of his age but because he had been in relationships before and because of those unspoken expectations I think that that hurt us too I expected him to be something that he simply was not or he could not be for me. Am I headstrong? Yeah, I am. I'm not going to lie. But what I want in my life is to be equally yoked with a man that is going to be able to not only match my energy, but provide me, excuse me, provide me with the energy that I can match him as well. I want to be with a man that has goals and has dreams and has aspirations and they're putting the suit on or the clothes on those dreams and putting foot to pavement is getting up and hitting the ground running to reach those dreams and those goals. I want a man that wants to travel, that wants to talk to me, that wants to not just have a bunch of small talk, but yet you want to be talking to other females and see that's an episode that we will address that how can you be a man in a relationship and you can't communicate with your wife but you can communicate with the other another female mm. Mm. and I'm probably going to strike some chords here but ask me if I give a damn because I don't how you going to be in a relationship with a whole guy that is trying to do his best but you're out here communicating with other men because he seems fascinating or he's not he doesn't have to talk to you about the bills or the same stuff because here's the thing. The kids don't stay kids forever. They do grow up. And so you want to have that foundation with the person that you marry so that they're when the kids are gone, that y'all know how to get back into each other. When the kids start getting older, that y'all can get back into those date nights and traveling and all of that good stuff. Like, 
I don't understand how you communicate with another person, but you don't see that you can communicate with the person that you are in a relationship with about the very same things that you're communicating with another person about. And I say that only if you're being superficial and you're just like, well, he's boring. He goes to work and he comes home, but that man is providing everything or that woman is providing everything. Like I'm not just being... I'm not just saying it as in, you know, the relationship is great and y'all still out here, like, thotting it out or, you know, being a male. <laughs> I don't even know what the word to use in that situation. Oh, my God. But I'm just saying, like, it's no way that you should be able to communicate better or have more communication with a person outside of your relationship and you're struggling with the person that's in your relationship that foundation is broken and you evidently went into the relationship broken and I'm saying that because that's exactly when I look back at my relationship I walked into it broken I was broken as hell and so was he every time something would arise with his children's mom you know, one of the moms, there was a whole like 45 minute rant about what the issue was and how he felt this way and how he felt this way and blah, blah, blah. But the one thing that I realized is that he was able to communicate with me all the internalized feelings that he had in regards to them. But he wasn't able to separate the feeling that he felt from who he is as an individual and then be able to communicate to me how he wants to effectively get through those feelings or effectively move forward, uh, how he needed to heal. And consequently, it just kept being a vicious cycle of lack of communication and bringing um, those hurts and those traumas into our relationship and consequently bleeding all over me and I'm not again y'all I will never say that I was perfect oh Jesus because I wasn't my mouth is reckless I think I said that to y'all in a previous podcast or episode my mouth is reckless it just is and I think that has come not only from growing up in Baltimore but just being so tired of having such a great heart and wanting to love on people and just people just taking that niceness for a weakness or just taking my kindred spirit as, oh, I'm going to be able to walk all over her. And then I have to show you a whole lot better than I can tell you. Or I'm going to have to use my words to cut you deep so you can understand, hey, you ain't walking all over me. Play, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but you might want to get it right that kind of thing. And because of that, I know that I also played a part that probably stifled a bit of his communication because now he didn't know how to communicate with me. Maybe he didn't know which angle, like when you don't have the tools already on how to communicate or what communication is and and have that understanding of like wholeheartedly what it is to communicate with another individual, right? it makes it that much harder to communicate with somebody who is as headstrong as I am because I don't take BS answers. I don't deal with um, childish responses. I don't 
allow you to wallow in self-pity or any of that like that's just not who I am as a person and if you want to be in a relationship with me you can't be you can be vulnerable it's a difference in being vulnerable and just wallowing in self-pity it's another thing to just be like well I guess I'll never be a great communicator like I can't handle responses like that so me being so headstrong and forthright and and slightly aggressive in situations like that it probably did make it harder for him to communicate if he's listening to this I apologize I wasn't trying to be an asshole I really was not I just had the greatest of expectations for where our relationship could be and unfortunately equally we failed at that I'll never give him more than I own my own part for I will take 100% of my 50% of the failed of this because to be honest I could have walked away I didn't have to stay nine years um in hopes for something that just was clearly showing that it wasn't gonna come I didn't have to stay and I did and you know it I mean at this point it is what it is but I definitely wanted to make sure that I shared with y'all that portion of the journey and every day I (laughs) I get a little bit better at communication every single day um a friend of mine is really good at communicating he has sent me several um like Instagram posts and different reels uh sending me information in regards to communication because that was one of the things that I had talked to him about in regards to um, my relationship with P that my communication is this way, but I also found myself communicating in these ways and that um, sometimes my emotions did get the best of me because I just was so hurt or frustrated or just overwhelmed with having to talk about the same things over and over and over and over again with no um with no change you know to me the biggest apology is a change behavior and without change behavior it's like what the hell are we doing like why the hell are we talking about this again like come on didn't we just talk about this a few weeks ago and I don't know, y'all. I mean, I'm human. I don't have the answers to everything. But I am learning about communication. I am trying to be better at communicating. So if ever in life I do decide to get in another relationship, um, that I will have better communication skills on my end. And I'll know how to um, convey what it is that I want. Now, I won't go into another situation where I have to do a bunch of teaching to another adult that's just not happening um my children will be grown like my youngest biologically will be 16 this year which means I'm like two years away from her 18 and I'm four years away from her 20 um by the time that she reaches 18 my 17 year old will about to be turning 19 or already be 19 when she's turning 18. So the fact of the matter is I'm not raising nobody else's son. (laughs) I'm not even going to come to a place. I ain't even going to hold y'all or lie. 
I'm not about to come to a place where I am about to be trying to tell no grown man how to communicate um, in any situation. Now, I know that probably comes across hardcore, and I'm saying that just because (laughs) I'm in a situation where I am right now. But I just feel like if you're going to get into a relationship, there are some things that you should know prior to getting into those in into any relationship especially if you're going to be talking about marrying this person or having some type of commitment with this individual you need to have your communication skills on point again the webster's dictionary um definition of communication is the imparting or exchanging of information from one to another or from something to another thing. The three basic ways of communication is aggressive, which is the disrespect of others' thoughts and feelings. Then there's passive communication, which is respecting the other's point of view, but not your own, and assertive, where it respects both. And I find that assertive communication is the best way to communicate because not only are you not pushing your own agenda off on the person you are respecting, again, their point of view, but you're also taking a stance in your own point of view and that you can come to a middle ground to find a conclusion or find a solution to the issue that is being addressed or the information that is being conveyed. Effective communication, again, is being clear about what it is that you're feeling, not just rambling on and then throwing in extra information that has nothing to do with nothing. It is being very concise. It's providing compelling, and I don't want to use a compelling argument. I went to school to be an attorney, but, or that's what my major was, um, and girl, that y'all look, let me tell you something. That's a whole nother topic in itself too. <laughs> um, but compelling request and understanding that the requests don't need to be superficial, that they need to be legitimate and wholehearted request. Be curious and understanding how you've gotten to this place. Why are you there? Understanding why the person feels what they're feeling or what situation arose to cause this. Was there a who involved? It, it really is thinking about the who, what, when, where, and why. And in that process, when a, you are dissecting through whatever the issue is that is being resolved, that needs to be resolved, be compassionate. That is the best thing that I realized is a really great tool in any level of communication is being compassionate. And, um, it's, it's, it's also, it's key. Um, and I also found in, you know, just looking up some things and wanting to share some things and also still teaching myself about communication, Um, on Google, you can look it up for yourself. It says among the top 10 effective communication techniques for couples is listening, fighting fair, getting the facts, caring, honesty, respecting, observing, obtaining third party interventions and active participation. Now, third party interventions work well when they're speaking of therapy, couples counseling, individual counseling, things of that nature. 
the one thing that I will share with you when they say third party intervention, don't go and talk to your home girls and guys don't go and talk to your homeboys, especially before you have had the opportunity or sat down and talked with your mate. People can give you and provide you poor advice. And what you don't want to do is take the wrong advice impose it into your relationship and shit hit the ceiling. Get therapy. There is nothing wrong with couples counseling, marriage counseling. There's nothing wrong with therapy. And hands down, y'all, had we been able to come together and really do counseling early or do um, marriage counseling or even individualized counseling early, we might have found ourselves in a different place. But again, I we tried it once. I saw that there was a lack of authenticity. There was a lack of willing to be 100% honest. And I just wasn't with the shit. I just was like, oh, so you're not going to be honest? Okay, cool. I ain't doing this shit again. And, and yes, I did allow a bit of my stubbornness and headstrongness to get in the way, but I just felt like if you're not going to communicate and you're not going to do therapy right, then what the hell is the point in doing it? It's bullshit. Like why? It doesn't even make sense. But nonetheless, um, do not include other people into your relationships because they do not have to live with your spouse or your partner they do not have to communicate with day-to-day life and day-to-day things. Your homegirls, with all the good intention in the world, their loyalty is to you. Don't let them in on your business. Sometimes some of the closest people to you are praying on your downfall so that they can get in good with what you have. And then you'll be looking just plum dumb. And guys, the same for y'all. Don't be out there sharing all the gory details about what's going on in y'all relationship. Y'all, we got to learn to talk to our spouses. And you know what? I'm trying to get this uh, clubhouse up and running, y'all. Because this is one of those things that I would really love for my listeners to chime in on. And let's talk about. Because I know I done said some stuff in here that's probably striking a few nerves. I done probably said some stuff that y'all want to just ask me some questions on about like, girl, now what, wait, now what was the nitty gritty of this situation? And didn't you see the red flags? I know, I know. I'm trying to get the clubhouse up and running y'all so we can have like part two, you know, we can all come together and talk and just chop it up and, you know, bring not necessarily stories, but some things that we've learned um, throughout our lives about communication or different topics or y'all can ask me questions or what have you. Um, and it was some other things that I had um, wanted to share with y'all in regards to communication. So another thing that I found on Google, please believe this is something that y'all can look up, is as effective communication examples can be stated as active listening, giving and taking feedback Empathy, respectfulness, responding to messages, having volume and clarity in messages, understanding nonverbal data, building friendliness and confidence, adapting your communication styles. Those are just a few. If we had these tools and understood how to effectively bring these tools together, 
and also got out of our own way, I think our communication would have been 100% better than what it was. Because trust me, y'all, we just sucked at communication. Um, And again, the biggest thing was always finances. And a major thing for me was respect and how you are respecting our marriage and the things that you are doing outside of our marriage that is ultimately um, bringing a lot of this to a head. So remember, communicate with each other, talk to each other, have those tough conversations before you get too deep into a committed relationship. Remember to continue to talk things out, listen effectively, use clear, concise uh, information to share what it is that you're feeling. If you're overly emotional about a topic or something that has happened, wait till your emotions are not at the highest because at the height of your emotions, then your discernment and your rationale is at its lowest. I thank y'all so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for the next topic. I don't know at the moment, y'all, what it's going to (laughs) be. Because this journey is a roller coaster of, of just becoming the new version of me. But please tune in. I appreciate y'all for listening. It's been a um, pleasure to share my journey and sharing some of my experiences that I've gotten thus far. If you are not following me on social media, please follow me on Instagram at uh, Provoke Change. Um, and my personal page, Style, S-T-Y-L-E, the number two, Swank, L-L-C. I love y'all and have a great night.